0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place.
3: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
4: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Final hour this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Which teams have the best core of receivers in the NFL. We'll run down the list. Coming up here in a moment, Joey Votto, who homered in seven consecutive games, almost made it eight consecutive games, missed out by a couple of feet. He will join us a little bit later on as well. Poll question, McLovin. What do we have? Final Uh, hour.
5: How long can fans make fun of the Astros after this Dodgers series, after the season, or forever? Uh, After the season is actually leading. It's when we need to stop making fun of them. All right. That's very nice.
3: Don't miss the Emmy-nominated late-night series, The Amber Ruffin Show, every episode of this Peacock original streaming now. Sign up for PeacockTV.com and start streaming. And stream this show as well. All three hours, download the app. Say good morning to our radio partners as well around the country. NFL training camp fights are a double-edged sword. You don't want anybody to get hurt. But you also want to build team chemistry. And I don't know if coaches like to see fights. Apparently, the Giants' head coach Joe Judge wasn't thrilled. There was a team-wide brawl on Tuesday. He can't be too pleased because his quarterback Daniel Jones was at the bottom of the pile. But Joe Judge is a coach who's always turned up the volume to eleven, and uh, he's a rah-rah guy. Uh, you know, word might not be in favor these days of this kind of football. But with Joe Judge and the Giants, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm like, okay, we got a temperature here. You know, we we have something. There's an edge to us. There's a fire here. You know, the coach maybe privately would embrace this publicly. He was really mad at his team and made them do push-ups and run sprints. I didn't think they did that anymore. But he was upset how they were practicing. There was a late hit, cheap shot, and then it was a... uh, A free-for-all. A big game of Twister with the Giants. But uh, I'm okay with it. I just don't want my quarterback at the bottom of the pile here. Yeah, McLovin.
5: But are you a little bit pumped that your quarterback mixes it up,
3: gets in there? I know. I don't need my quarterback to mix it up. How many times have we talked to quarterbacks when I say, hey, when you throw an interception, you don't have to make the tackle. And they're like, yeah, but I, I want to. Andrew Luck acted like a linebacker a couple of times. I don't need that. I want you to act like Peyton Manning. Just go in a fetal position. That's all. And, you know, you don't have to try. I don't need my quarterback mixing it up. Because if he does mix it up, chances are I'm going to have to find another quarterback to put in there. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Steve Palazzolo joining us on loan from Pro Football Focus. Their senior analyst and host of uh, PFF nfl podcast they have put out their rankings the top receiving core in the nfl all right give me the rationale before we do the top five here steve
4: yeah so when it comes to receiving cores, i think in today's nfl you got to look at the top three receivers you guess so you got to look at depth and you also have to look at the tight end so most of the negative feedback i get is people throwing their best wide receiver duo at me what about these what about these two but it's all about depth having the three legitimate threats or four legitimate threats in today's NFL. And I think, you know, some of these best teams are just really deep when it comes to pass catchers.
3: But what about the, the running back who is a pass catcher as well? Did you factor that in
4: a little bit here and there? This was uh, this particular write-up was just receivers and tight ends and running back receivers. They're nice to have, but their receptions in general are a little bit less valuable than receivers and tight ends anyway.
3: Okay. Let's start at number five, the five, Number five on your list,
4: best receiving core is? It's the Tennessee Titans, and the best part about this is when I first did this list a few months ago, they were in like the late high 20s because it was A.J. Brown and then a whole bunch of question marks. But having Julio Jones added to the mix here, as much as I was just preaching depth, if you do have two elite players, it does offset things a little bit. And then Anthony Ferkser is a a really good, shifty, good route-riding tight end who I think is going to have a big year for the Titans.
3: Okay, number four on the list is?
4: Who do we have here? The Buffalo Bills. They're the classic team when it comes to depth because what they've done with Josh Allen is gone from zero receivers to, then they added Cole Beasley and they added John Brown. John Brown's out now and it's Emmanuel Sanders. So you've got two good receivers there and then Stephon Diggs. And they've all got pretty distinct roles. Emmanuel Sanders knows how to get open. Cole Beasley gets open from the slot. And then Stephon Diggs can do it all. It can be a deep threat, intermediate threat. So three legitimate receivers. Dawson Knox is a pretty good tight end as well. But I just really love the Bills' depth at wide receiver because that trio is as good as it gets around the NFL.
3: Where is Stephon Diggs on the individual list of best wide receivers in football?
4: there's so many good receivers in the NFL right now so if you say top 10 it's not like a knock on him but you know last year he's probably a top five guy I think year in year out you could count on him being a top 10 type of receiver because he does it all well uh route running the most important thing a receiver can do is get open right pretty simple stuff but Stephon Diggs is one of the best in the league at doing that
3: all right number three on your list
4: so it's the Kansas City Chiefs and this is where maybe the depth hurt them just a little bit because nobody compares to Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Those guys, uh, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're uncoverable. We just saw them get pretty well covered in the Super Bowl, but they are the most dangerous combination. Tyree Kill, legitimate deep threat. If you just made him a slot receiver, he'd catch 150 passes. And then Tyree, uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, the best receiving tight end in the NFL. The big question is that number three spot. Who's the third receiver? You know, Sammy Watkins is out. Mecole Hardman has done some nice things. Uh, drafted a couple players at receiver and tight end last year, so that's going to be the big thing for the Chiefs is having that third option emerge, and that's what really did hurt them in the Super Bowl is not having a third receiver when the defense was just focused on Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey.
3: Well, it also hurt they didn't have a good offensive line in the Super Bowl.
4: Also that too. All
3: right, and and that line is so much better. Where where does Kansas City's line rank among other NFL teams right now going into uh, camp?
4: So they're in the top ten. You know, I think I had them seventh in our offensive line rankings, and and let's not. Let's not have revisionist history here. The 2020 Kansas City Chiefs had a good offensive line. The 2020 Super Bowl Chiefs had a terrible offensive line because they all got hurt and they moved Mike Remmers from right tackle to left tackle. The Chiefs have had a good offensive line in all three years that Patrick Mahomes has been starter. It just completely fell apart in that one game, and they've done a really good job of adding depth and, and good starters in this offseason.
3: All right, number two on uh, your list of best receiving courts.
4: So I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys, another team that uh, the three deep at receiver is just incredible. Amari Cooper is a legitimate number one, uh, excellent route runner, uh, gets open at the short and intermediate uh, level really well, adds C.D. Lamb to the mix, and then Michael Gallup. So Michael Gallup has been a really good number two during his time there. C.D. Lamb has a chance to be another number one. So Amari Cooper is a one, C.D. Lamb is a one, Gallup is a two, that trio is excellent. I think we're going to see C.D. Lamb stealing a whole bunch more targets this year. Um, and and I really think the Cowboys, you know, as far as that trio, much like the Bills, uh, is as good as it gets around the NFL.
3: Where's the Cowboys defense rank?
4: Now, that is a tough question because last year they were horrible. It was a new system, a new scheme. You could tell they were all over the place. Uh, busted coverages like crazy. Having Dan Quinn come in should handle some of that. You know, it just, it's just a simpler system. But there's no way you could say that they project to be a top half of the league defense just because they just haven't done it the last couple of years. So I'd say bottom half of the league defense where maybe there's a little bit more stability with Dan Quinn coming in with a simpler scheme based off what they played with last year.
3: So number one on your list, the the team that has the best core of receivers?
4: Has to be the Tampa Bay Bucs, right? I mean, this is ridiculous with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, that trio. Uh, even Antonio Brown at this point in his career, we saw what he did. Um, I love Scotty Miller, even though he has a very specific role. Just run deep, Scotty. Go run 4-2 down the field. Tommy hits him down the field all the time. And then that the tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard coming back off injury, Cameron Brait. There's nothing in the league like it. And we saw last year, even when guys got hurt, O.J. Howard got hurt. Antonio Brown missed a playoff game. Mike Evans missed time. They had enough depth. To, to make up for it and again that is how you win in today's nfl you stretch the field with guys who are difficult to cover if you're a defense how do you handle all of those players how do you handle and cover all of those receivers and tight ends it's it's really difficult to do uh
3: the bucks offense or defense ranked higher around the league
4: i'd say definitely the offense i thought the defense was good last year again let's not let's not completely overrate that one performance in the super bowl they were awesome in the super bowl they had other performances like that last year but they were good not great offense in tampa bay though especially after the bye last week they were great and they have a t- potential to be great once again
3: the uh bottom two receiving cores in the nfl
4: so the detroit lions have to be down there because we just you know they, they've re they've overhauled everything uh tyrell williams looks like their number one he's a good player but you know he's he's a two or a three type of receiver and then the Houston Texans, especially Brandon Cooks, rumored to maybe be on the trading block. He's their only legitimate threat. So they have a whole bunch of solid threats, but Texans, Lions, they're not scaring anybody with their receivers and tight ends at this point.
3: Would you advise the Texans to trade Deshaun Watson?
4: I think at this point, they they might have to. I wouldn't really advise it. I mean, I don't know what's happening off the field, obviously, and I don't even know what's happening with their relationship. If they could mend the relationship, I would keep Deshaun Watson. I mean, he is, as a player, a top five, top three asset in the NFL right now as far as what he's going to bring from a value standpoint on the field. Um, So if you can keep him around, I think that's the best option. If not, you better get three, four, five first-rounders for him uh, because your your whole team is starting to get overhauled, which already looks like it's happening in Houston anyway.
3: If you were going to make the the call for the New Orleans Saints quarterback position, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill
4: with if michael thomas is healthy when he's on the field i would always lean Jameis. i'm a Jameis guy i think he's got some volatility to his game that you can harness and you can move the ball and you just have to deal with some turnovers and all that stuff i'm scared i mean you who are the worst receiving course if i take michael thomas out of the equation the saints are the worst they're now 32 if michael thomas is hurt for an extended period of time and because of that i might lean Taysom hill i might say you know what we're going to run the ball a ton. Mm. Taysom Hill is going to be a run threat. He's going to carry the ball 10 to 12 times a game. That might be the only way the Saints can win because it's Marquez Callaway and Trayvon Smith and Adam Troutman. That's their group of playmakers. They might need to be a run-first type of team with Taysom Hill. Always great
3: to talk to you, Steve. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Steve Palazzolo, the uh, Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst, host of uh, PFF NFL Podcast. I was surprised that he didn't put the Browns in the top five for clicks there, but you know, Jarvis Landry is so much better than Odell Beckham. I mean, he's consistent. I know what I get out of Jarvis Landry. You know, we're fascinated with Odell Beckham and what he once was with the, the giants, but with the Browns, they're a running team. They should be a running team. And, you know, your, your passing attack complements the running game, but, uh, I, I thought that Baker Mayfield went out of his way to try to make Odell happy and uh, to the detriment of the team. Jarvis Lander is very good. Uh, but, it, it, you know, you, you have that home run threat. You always have the, oh, my gosh, you know, that possibility with Odell Beckham. Yeah, Paul.
6: The first three years in the NFL, Odell Beckham averaged 96 catches per year, 1,300-plus uh, yards a year, and 12 touchdowns a year. Past three years he's got seventy seven catches, seventy-four catches, and twenty three catches in half a season. So he was on pace for sixty last year. He also averages about four touchdown receptions a year.
3: Yeah, he just gotta stay healthy, but he hasn't been able to do that. The hype around the Browns, there's there's no bigger hype, it feels like. You know, with you you know, you got Miles Garrett, you got that defense, they loaded up on defense. Uh you got Baker Mayfield another year. In, in the system, there. Uh, good running backs, good offensive line. You know, you, Steelers are still going to be good. Ravens could be really good. Uh, Bengals maybe steal a game or two from somebody in the division. But there's a lot of hype around the Cleveland Browns. Way too much. It goes back to a couple of years ago. And I just thought, gosh, you had people saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I thought, it just doesn't happen like that, and I was taking the under with. I think it was like nine wins, and I was taking the under. I was like, I I'm not all in on this. There's way too much hype, and that's almost a team that needs to sneak up on you. Not going to happen. But that it feels like they have to be more of an underdog, and uh, they're not anymore. You know, they're 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 expected to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, Paul.
6: The Browns had a nice shot last year, though, in that AFC t- the game against the Chiefs. Uh, I think they were. What was it? with 11 minutes to go. And Mahomes out of the game. Yes. Oh.
3: Had a great opportunity. Great opportunity. And then Chad Henney came in. Had a couple of touchdowns. Saved their season. All right. We'll come back. Uh, Joey Votto of the Reds, who uh, hit a home run in seven consecutive games. That ties the record, I think. Don Mattingly in there. Dale Long, I think, was the first to ever do that. I think there might be one other player who hit home runs in seven consecutive games. You know, in a, in a different era, they probably would not be pitching to you. But in today's baseball, it's like, let me just throw it, and then if you hit it, great. If not, uh, you strike out. It, it's not – I remember when Rob Dibble gave up three home runs, consecutive home runs. Who was the outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals?
6: Ron Gant? No. Uh, hard-hitting Mark Witten?
3: Yeah, might have been hard and Mark Witten. And I think, and Dibble came in in relief. He'd already hit three home runs. And Dibble thought, hey, if he homers, good for him. Because Dibble threw 100 miles an hour. And Whitney hit a home run off of, I think, the dead center. And uh, Dibble's like, I tipped my cap to him. He, I mean, he hit a bomb. I brought it, he hit it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in phone calls. We'll get to those coming up as well. It's uh, 16 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know.
1: Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit DKNG.co slash 6 States. Void where prohibited. See terms at pixics.draftKings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about
7: Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that.
2: and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: More phone calls coming up. People all fired up about the Dodgers and the Astros last night. Dodger fans got to yell at the Astros. Astros still won the game. 877 dp show He's the star of the Cincinnati Reds, a six-time All-Star, won the MVP back in 2010. He's Joey Votto, who made some news recently, homering in seven consecutive games. I, uh, I, I thought that that tied the record, and uh, I was since reminded that uh, Ken Griffey Jr. had eight consecutive games, Don Mattingly, eight, and uh, Dale Long. And Joey Votto joins us on the program. Good to have you back, Joey. Did you know what the record was with uh, consecutive games with a home run? I knew after
9: uh, game three, I was locked in on the record from game three. Every single day, I was thinking about hitting a
3: home run. Really? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it wasn't until about game six. <laughs> I can't that, imagine uh, you would be going, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting dead red. I'm going to hit a home run tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, I do think that often, but uh, no, at about
9: game six, I was flooded with, uh, are you going to do it? You know, what? we were in New York City. Uh, Playing against the Mets and I'd never experienced so much attention before um, not only from fans on the street, I'd be in the back of an uber and New York fans or people in New York were telling me Joey you're gonna hit the seventh one tonight or Joey you're gonna hit the eighth one tonight And, and But the people at the stadium were crazy, too I mean every everybody I crossed paths with was telling me come on man, you can do it tonight Give it to us tonight. So it was it was wonderful to feel that support. Do you change anything?
3: In what way? Your approach, your at bats—that you know. Hey, I got a chance to do something. real yeah. like like game seven, yeah, or game eight. Like you're you're going up there, going, if I hit my eighth, I'm like I'm in there with some pretty good, you know, company, Mattingly and Ken Griffey Jr.
9: Well, I have Mattingly, uh, Don Mattingly, and Ken Griffey Jr.'s number. I didn't know until a couple days. Before that Dale Long had had hit eight in a row, I was thinking about sending out like a group text when when I got to game eight, like just a little winky, <laughs> winky emoji or something like that. Like, I'm coming for you. You know, it was yours. Now it's mine sort of thing. But no, I um every every day, every every bat, I was thinking about homering. I wanted that sucker so badly.
3: <laughs> what about and you missed by a couple inches with uh, an eighth consecutive game? Yeah, story of my life. Story <laughs> of my life, dude. By the way, I didn't know that you were dubbed the most interesting man in baseball. Did who dubbed you the most interesting man in baseball? No,
9: nobody. Nobody. I mean, I think it was it was an article. Uh I don't drink, so you know it's not a Dos Equis thing, but no, <laughs> I I don't uh I wouldn't consider myself that at all. Do you have to be sociable at first base as a first you baseman? Have to be you have to be unless unless the play unless the hitter unless it's the opposing pitcher or unless the uh the batter got on by air then you don't be sociable then you got to stay mum but uh yeah they if somebody gets the first base usually it's a good good thing for them walk base hit some sort of stinging line drive you have to compliment them so the answer is you got to be sociable you got to you got to compliment them and then roll from there if- now now people get to first base and they ask
3: for loans. So you can't be too friendly. You can't be too <laughs> friendly at first base. But like Clayton Kershaw, if he got to first base, no conversation. Well, no. The, a couple
9: of years ago, he got to first base. Clayton's very friendly. And, you know, you're going to be pretty friendly when you're the best pitcher every year. So, you know, he got <laughs> to first base. And there was a pitch I took that was a, probably a fringe strike. And he said it ended up being ball four. And he said what'd you think about that pitch? And I said, it was a strike. And he said, I thought so too. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the maximum of our conversations when it comes to ball on at first base. But do you talk to rookies at all? Of course, of course, you know, I'm usually trying to learn a thing or two from them. I know it sounds uh, silly, but I feel like I've learned so much over the past couple of years from, from the younger generation. So the answer is absolutely yes.
3: We had a debate the other day and two of my guys here. So, I had uh, my producer, Paulie, pick aside and he wanted your career as a future Hall of Famer. And then McLovin, who's a Philadelphia Phillies apologist, took Bryce Harper. So that was the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bryce
9: is one of my favorite players. I mean, I he's he's, he's going to be a special player. And, uh, you know, but.
3: Uh, I'm do you think you're good. a Hall of Famer? i pretty good.
9: Are you- do, do I think I am? I Have you done enough? Probably not yet. No, Uh, you know, I think they've they I've heard that you have to get to at least 2000 hits and I haven't gotten there yet. So I don't think I'm there yet. yet. No.
3: Uh, Well, I think it ended where we made some really strong points for you. It was just Bryce's I think is 10 years younger than you. So, yeah, I'm I'm assuming he's going to add to his totals there, Joey.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've got 10 years of salary accrued
3: before, you know, he's (laughs)
9: I've
3: collected a lot more money than he has, but he'll be okay. He'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I know. How is baseball different than when you started? What was that? Oh, seven. You started slower.
9: It's slower. Um, the, 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 the players are better. The game is faster. We're more, we're just better in general, but the game has gotten a little bit slower and I think that's, I don't know exactly why, you know, more walks, more strikeouts. The athletes are better. It's, it's, it I don't, I guess you're not asking if it's better or worse. How is the it difference? Just, it's just a little bit slower. I, I remember getting games done in about two hours and 45 minutes, two hours and 55 minutes. And now it's, you know, three oh five, three fifteen. more home runs for sure. More strikeouts. Uh, the pitchers are tougher, so much tougher. I mean, when I came up a guy coming out of the bullpen throwing 95 was throwing petrol you know and and now if if he's throwing 105 you're thinking to yourself okay this guy's throwing really hard so that's probably the that's probably the biggest difference
3: but but you're a throwback though because you're you're a batting average guy like you you believe in putting the bat on the ball and not hey i either hit a home run or i strike out would you be different now if you were coming up where it's either it's all or nothing no dan i am all in on all or
9: nothing I am home runs and strikeouts now.
1: That's what I'm
9: about now. That's, hence, the, hence the nine home
3: runs, you know, uh, nine strike games. That was my goal. Yeah. So bat 230 and hit 40 bombs, you're good with that?
9: No question. No question about it. That's where my head's at now.
3: Who's the pitcher you faced where you went, I have absolutely no chance? Let me tell you a good story. So
9: in 2008, uh, Dusty Baker was the team's manager. And it was my birthday september 10th and we were in milwaukee and dusty said the day before september 9th he said you got a day off i want you to take it easy and it was a night game day game and he said take it easy and cc was pitching cc sabathia was pitching and uh i said no dusty i want in there and dusty was is is like that you know he's 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 the type of manager says all right man all right get on out there so the next day i i bat against CC Zabathia in the shadows in Milwaukee I go 0 for four with four strikeouts <laughs> and CeCe without question was the toughest pitcher at the time in the league as a left handed batter most dominant I go up to Dusty after or Dusty approaches me after the game he says how'd you like that and I go home oh. <laughs> Man, that was tough. That was tough.
3: Next time listen to me, okay? <laughs> but there have to be those moments and guys talk about facing Randy Johnson or I mean, I like DeGrom. Yep. Do you ever feel like what am I doing up here against DeGrom?
9: No, I like I I like facing Jacob. Um there's some there's there's some tough ones out there. I mean, of course Jacob's amongst that, but I I
3: don't get to face him a ton. And um but would you rather face the 100 or a guy who had you know a lot of movement nowadays you get so used to guys throwing hard um
9: I don't know it's hard to explain I I don't know if there's a lot of movement or a, a hard thing that makes the difference it's more about the matchup you know I grew I I came into the league I faced Maddox I faced Randy Johnson I faced Tom Glavin you know but I've also faced her Chapman I've also faced Jacob de it's more about the the matchup. CC going back to CC Sabathia, he was throwing really hard, but then he'd also hit you, you know, he'd hit you without caring, and then and then and then spot up three 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 separate pitches. So, you know, um, it's it's all about the matchups.
3: We're talking to uh, Joey Votto, the Cincinnati Reds uh, first baseman, turns thirty eight in September. I didn't know you were the, uh, a huge basketball fan.
9: Big basketball fan. I I. I... I took a little bit of pause. I won't get into specifics why I took a pause, but there were some players that moved to specific teams that I felt like really ruined the league for a second. Now that Giannis owns the league, now that it like an, a player organically comes from the same organization, and uh, so and when Kawhi left goes, Toronto, oh boy, how did that hurt? I I didn't like that he left the Spurs. I don't like when the thunder got broken up. I don't like. I'm. I guess I'm a bit of a throwback. Jordan was my guy, as a as a teen, as a younger person. Uh, staying with the same organization is something I'm very fond of. I mean, uh,
3: so this
9: is a topic
3: I have to watch what I say. Uh, but but you're you grew up a Toronto fan, like that's right. Vince Carter. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt kills me when they
9: give him an ovation i get it i get it i get it but um so and you also played basketball didn't you a little bit in high school i'm, I'm nothing special we got, i have a teammate that actually played division one college basketball me or garrett so i'm not going to make any claims here
3: i all i know is i got stats that you once dropped 37 points against your bitter rivals
9: is that true i don't i don't, I don't remember I don't remember. I don't remember what I did in last night's
3: baseball game. So uh, I'm not sure. You went 0 for four, I think, last night. <laughs> 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 no, is there is there a, a a school collegiate? Yeah, yeah. We call our high schools collegiates up there.
9: Okay. Up in Toronto, Canada.
3: It's uh uh E T O B I C O K E. Yeah, you yeah, Tobaco. Oh you don't spell it Coke. Yeah, so you put up 37 against them. Did I really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good for good good for seventeen year old me. Um the uh Gold Star Skyline, do you get involved in that? The I mean the Ah uh, um, um Cincinnati
9: specific uh I I uh I've never been to Skyline and every time I say that I get booed. So I <laughs> hopefully there's not too much of a, a Cincinnati contingent in your in your uh following, okay. but um there will be no. There will be no. After yeah, this. yeah, no, no, no skyline for me. Yeah. What about Gold Star? No, never Gold Star. I go home. Listen, I go home. I eat celery. I eat <laughs> no uh, low fat, uh, low fat yogurt, and then I get a good night's rest, and uh, I run it back. Oh, no, uh, there's no, there's no skyline chili for me, my friend.
3: There's no stories here. There's like you're, you're the most boring guy in baseball, not the most interesting. Exactly. But that's exactly. by design.
9: That's by design. That's by design. But, you know, um, yeah, I got to,
3: I, uh, yeah. Not that I, I'm going to cloud your head with this, but when you go to the plate, maybe a home run. I mean, is that asking too much? I,
9: no, that's not asking too much today. Will be a day where I think about hitting a home run because of Dan Patrick. Okay. So thank you.
3: Yep. And, and when you do it, just say in the postgame, I did that for Cincinnati native Dan Patrick. That's perfect. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And if you don't, I'll be. Yeah, heart- you're from Cincinnati, Mason. Are you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I grew up. this uh, Yeah, why don't you Google me, Joey? I Googled you before you came on. Yeah, but you're interviewing me. I'm not interviewing you. Well, this I, could be I, a conversation.
9: I was actually funny enough. I was actually listening to previous, uh, the best of Dan Patrick's on my way into work just to figure out what kind of rhythm. Turns out you're very sarcastic, very dry. It turns out you and your you and your group give each other a hard time. They were talking about your plum pants one time. Yeah, it was a best of. It yeah, was a best of. Yeah. yeah, that's a Cincinnati kind of tone. So I, I mean, I fit in. I fit uh, in.
3: Yeah, I got guys who are good clubhouse guys. Yeah, you do. Like they're you not do. good on the field, but you know they're guys Mendoza line stuff. But but I like them. Like a, that's my goal.
9: In good, the next few years, that's my goal.
3: You think you, no? You can't go like you're a three, what three
9: fifteen career hitter or something like that, aren't you? I'm doing I'm doing fine. I don't know if it's quite that. It's hard in this league to hit for a high average. Yeah, but, but that's okay.
3: Like two seventy two this year. That's uh, now you're I'll get, like, going, <laughs> I'll get it going, Dan. I'll get it going. It's always great to talk to you. And uh, once again, we have your back when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Well, okay. most of us do one okay. one guy still has bryce harper but uh you know we're 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 betting on you joey
9: well it's not an either or both of us it's, you know oh, it's okay it, well i mean i'm not saying whether it happens or not it's kind of irrelevant you there's more than one that can join so bryce is probably going to be one and if i'm not then you failed in your argument so that's, that's true it's totally fine
3: uh and by the way when can we do we move on from the astros booing can yeah
9: yeah and uh, yeah, there's no question about it. The idea that they were the only one doing something wrong just baffles me, but uh,
3: you know, I agree with you completely. But if Altuve gets to first base. Yes. Very fond of him. I like him a lot. What kind of conversation do you have?
9: I've had lots of conversations with him. We talk about hitting almost entirely. But no and no garbage can
3: hitters. no no garbage can mentions. Like you can't even have a little subtle dig, can you?
9: no because he came out and said that listen he came out and said that he had no part in it and i I have to believe a person based on you know if they I'm assuming he's telling the truth so I'm gonna believe him and then we move on from there you know hypothetically if hypothetically, you knew
3: if you knew what the pitch was ooh how would you do if I said fastball
9: yeah I'd still be hitting home runs we'd be at game ten right now oh you'd have ten consecutive home runs there's it, if i knew what was coming yes yeah i'd be on i'd be a game 10 by now but yep.
3: some guys don't want to know i don't want to know because i don't want to cheat so if somebody's at second base and, and they could signal in where you know where the location me, is.
9: i mean i don't let me phrase that correctly if i if someone were to t- like if there's a tip from the pitcher i would want to know but as far as like tra- you know as far as like any sort of like complicated cheating strategy no i'm i'm not for that but if at, if if i had the choice to know and to not know of course that would be an advantage but i've been offered that before in my career and, and i've passed on it simply because it's like uh, unpredictable sometimes they get it wrong sometimes they, they they guess the wrong pitch and then all of a sudden you're taking a strike down the middle and you're thinking to yourself well i can't i can't deal with this randomness when a pitcher
3: has a tell though what do you do with that you take advantage of. it. <laughs> okay. But when's the last time you had do you share it with your teammates when you go, "Hey, when he does this with his glove, he's he's throwing fastball." We I mean, we all do that. That's that's a tell. That's 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 okay. That's,
9: of course that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be oblivious to something that's clear in your face. Give me somebody who's retired that had a tell. Somebody that's retired that had a tell. Um I don't I don't I don't think I remember uh, Randy Johnson had a tell um, if he thought you knew what was coming he would hit you so that was his tell <laughs> so that would that's probably that's pro that's a tell that's a tell from Randy Johnson he'd hit you happily
3: we'll wait for the home run yeah we'll All be right. we'll be tuning in and the shout out yes. Uh, It's great to talk to you again. Have uh, yourself a lovely day. Thanks for having me. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Joey Votto, the Reds' first baseman, six-time All-Star, and uh, 2010 National League MVP. Yes, McLevin.
5: We have to have Bryce Harper on tomorrow, to be fair.
3: Bryce Harper cannot be as good as Joey Votto was just then. No. And we've been asking for Bryce Harper for six years.
5: Really? Yeah. I thought you could. I I didn't know anyone else wanted to talk to Bryce Harper. You've always kind of... Said he was all right. I'll be honest, you've always said the hype was a little crazy with him. It is. It, even I admit it is. Yeah. It's the hair. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, pulling.
6: I would watch a show of Joey Votto miked up at first base. His droll sense of humor. He's like, he's like Charles Grodin with a better hit, better stick. <laughs> no, he's not, know, If Charles Grodin could hit three seventeen, he had
3: a great delivery. Not a relevant reference by you, but yeah, I got it. He passed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know. The Reds have had two of the great first basemen in history when it comes to conversation. Sean Casey? Sean Casey is one of the great great ambassadors of the game.
8: Top five conversationalist? Is that that the list we're going to compile right now? Top conversationalist?
3: uh, Amongst first basemen. (laughs) Because you can't, Mark Grace would be up there. Like you can't be, can you be antisocial when somebody comes to first base? And what about the guy who comes to first base? And, you know, you kind of have to talk to him a little bit. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. Dodger fans going to weigh in on uh, what happened last night. Should they continue to do this? We'll get to those calls. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app,
8: And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete with.
2: Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one firmer or softer on each side you decide and it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well quiets their snoring so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long sleep number does everything my sleep number setting is 75 sleep number smart beds learn how you sleep they provide personalized insights to help you sleep better you will never need another bed jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40% On the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Rettestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan, see their Vettestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com tire Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We spent the entire commercial break talking about Joey Votto. I hope you enjoyed it. Great sense of humor and... Uh, Yeah, he wanted to play. That was great. Last call for phone calls. What we learn. What's in store tomorrow. Got NFL football tomorrow night. Yes, Cowboys, Steelers snuck up on us the uh, Hall of Fame game. We'll uh, preview that. Max Scherzer tonight with uh, his debut with the Dodgers. Uh, Let me see. A couple of uh, baseball fans in here. Uh, Sean in Oregon joining us. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind today?
7: 59175,
2: Dan. All right. The Astros are going to hear it until the last trash throw is gone. You yeah, know, the Astros weren't just cheating with steroids, you know, they were stealing. Nobody likes stuff being stolen from them. And Joey says he believes a person. In this day and age, you know, we think people are natural born liars. They'll lie, cheat, and steal a lot of them for whatever they want to get.
3: All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Um,. I think it stays as long as El Tuve is there. Positivity Tuesday. Yeah. In fact, Barrett And it's a Wednesday. And Wednesday, whatever. <laughs> <It's> positivity Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day It's close. It's close. <laughs> Craig in Louisville. Hey, Craig, what's on your mind today?
6: Hey, Dan. Uh, I got two quick questions. Uh, let me get them in real quick. When can we expect a most valuable Danette day? Because, like a lot of people have Oscar, Oscar parties. I was thinking about having a most valuable Danette day party. And. Last time you had a Most
5: Valuable Danette Day, I asked a question that you shied away from, and I wondered if I could ask it right
3: now. All right. Let's try it again here. What, Danette, would you have as your wingman? Which one would you want as your boss? Which one you want as your neighbor? And which
6: one you want backing, up, backing you up in a bar fight?
3: Hmm. Okay. So bar fight, wingman, boss, neighbor. And wingman, he
6: means you're single and you're going out to the bars meeting women, I think.
3: Uh, Wingman would be Seton if I was single. Pauly, if I was in a bar fight. McLovin is a neighbor. I mean, Todd's your boss? No, no, no. <laughs> Somebody's, I'm going to double up with something here.
10: What's wrong with that? Do I you mean, you, a...
3: you might be a really nice boss. I
10: think I'd be a very nice okay. boss. Do you <laughs> understand? You need a day off here and there, or whatever. You <laughs> want to raise how much you want. I'll give it to you, whatever.
3: You would be you would be easy on it. I would be a
10: pushover, I think.
3: Yeah. All right. So uh, everybody got a title there. Yeah, McLovin.
5: See, I don't know if you want Seton as your wingman. I don't know if his wingman's a specific set of skills. I'm not saying Seton doesn't have it. But, like, the wingman, like... You know, you you might want me as your wingman because you want the the girls to bounce off the mm. wingman, but and come your way. You know what I'm saying?
3: You and I and I understand that because you're in the friend zone with women. I li- I'm the captain in the friend zone. Yes, but Seaton boy band hot could be then getting women to come over, and you know, especially so- when I
8: start dancing with my boy band moves.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you do your Steve Ballmer. When you do your balmer <laughs> dancing, and that is magic there. Uh, yeah, but I could see exchanging recipes with uh, your wife and as neighbors. Paulie, if there's a fight, you know, I don't know if Paulie can fight, but, right. but I feel like he'd have my back if there was a fight.
8: I'm going in. Yes. I may not make it out, but you'll probably make it out. Yeah. Plus his years of being a bouncer. Oh, yeah, helped. that's
3: right. Yeah, you yeah. were a bouncer. Yeah,
8: I could, if you need me to check an ID, I'm, I'm there. <laughs>
3: I like it. Paulie worked the door and he, all of a sudden he became a bouncer. And, and I don't know if there were any fights.
6: The, the bar I worked at in Arizona that you know of, not one fight in two years.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm a club.
5: You better hope no one comes at his left side because <laughs> oh, I know he, he's not seeing that until a minute later.
3: <laughs> yeah, Paulie's only got one good eye. So by the time he sees what's happening, I'm, I'm going to be on the floor. Uh, let's see. Ernest in Utah. Hi, Ernest. Hey there! Just a quick comment
5: uh, regarding Mello. I think every Q's fan in America just jumped on the Laker bandwagon.
3: Yeah, no, it's a nice story. I, I just yeah, I'm think, a huge fan. Yeah, um, and what you ask him to do, and what he can contribute, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's something that magic that can happen there. Wally in Vegas. Hey, Wally.
1: Hey, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, with all the influence you have in the sports world. I thought maybe you could try to get the ball rolling to get the Olympics to Vegas. Oh, you know, all these other cities have to prepare. Vegas has the infrastructure in place. We could handle this event anytime. And Dan, can you imagine it? You know, a dual lighting ceremony, fat Elvis, skinny Elvis lighting it in show of unity. It'd be mm-hmm. awesome.
3: All right. Well, Thank you. Wally. Um, I got other things that I'm trying to do here. Like I can put this on the list. Yes, yes, Tom. and
10: I think we have a place called the Olympic Bank. Gardens where you can oh. go uh make it rain with the uh wow. some adult entertainment. I'm pretty yeah. sure if it still exists.
3: That uh that is true. I I don't know if uh, it's still there. The OG is what they called it. Have you been to Olympic Gardens? I have visited
10: the Olympic Gardens. Okay. I actually took a young lady out to breakfast the next morning, if I could admit that. This was a long time ago. We got to chatting, and one thing led to another, and she left me a voicemail, which I was shocked on my hotel room voicemail, and a couple of guys I was hanging out with couldn't believe it, and then I took her to a buffet breakfast and walked her to a car, didn't get anything intimate out of it. But, uh, Wait, that, that
3: so happened. she was a dancer? She was a dancer.
10: <laughs> and, one, and, and, one thing led to another, so, and I got her eggs, bacon, <laughs> eggs, and uh, walked she, her to a car.
8: She was a dancer that somehow was able to track down Todd at his hotel room to leave a message there. right? Mm-hmm. I may have
10: given her so, you know, quite a bit of information about how to find me. <laughs>
8: She's like, this dude's a sucker. Maybe he'll buy me breakfast tomorrow morning. Yeah.
10: That's exactly yeah. how it went down.
3: Yeah. Maybe he'll buy me a car. Yes, boy. I'll
6: bet you $1,000 Todd can remember her first name.
10: I can't. It was either, I don't know if it was Bubbles or it was like one of those. <laughs> it was those, not Bubbles. No, but she didn't give me like whatever her name was. If It was Stephanie or Trish or whatever. It was definitely one of those names that they go, you know, come to a stage three. Kind and of this name. is
8: different than the young lady you took out for sushi, I believe, that had to leave in the middle of the that date. That was a porn, for... porn
10: Yes, porn, that was an, an adult a, actress. A famous porn star. I think pretty famous. She's won all kinds of awards at those <laughs> VMN. What are those called? <laughs>
3: I got I got we like uh, to end the show. Like two hundred hours. I have to end the show. Merc- Is that what you learned today? Mercedes <laughs> Benz vans. That's what I learned today. Go far beyond. Take the extra mile and uh, the all important first step into an authorized dealership today. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you tomorrow here on
2: the Dan Patrick Show.